everyone. Welcome back to The Reluctant Cruise, a One Piece rewatch podcast. My name is Brian. I'm one of your hosts. And with me is Steve. Hey, I like gummy worms better than gummy bears. <laughs> what the fuck? And also with us is Slash. Tonight we will be discussing the morality of eugenics and how it relates to the series called One Piece. Also racism. Fuck the sea cops. Yeah. It's lit. All of that. Yeah. We'll also be talking about Oda faces. Because that shows up a lot. Lots too. of Oda faces in these episodes. Yeah. Finally. It's actually pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. So, it is November 14th. 2020 and uh a week ago today something magical happened magical it was trojan football yeah oh yeah well that too and they won somehow no that's that's black magic and somehow they won today we're not talking about deals signed with the devil but let's not get me on that they do be like that and joe biden beat donald trump something like that a little little details it's a neutral win, I guess. Not the best, but it's a better option. I mean, he won in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Or am I crossing the streams? You'll never know. I'm going to add FDT in post, just like a little... Fuck down, try. Fuck down, try. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's get on with the recap then. I'll start with episode 40. Proud Warriors, Sanji and Usopp's Fierce Battles. So Sanji has found himself the target of good old Fishman Karate. So he's swimming about, minding his own business, and all of a sudden, that asshole Karubi just comes out of nowhere and elbows Sanji in the back of the head. Yeah, fuck Karubi. Karubi makes his way to attack Genzo, thinking that he killed Sanji because... Sanji's just a human, so obviously he would have died from that. But Sanji stays persistent. Though Sanji's kicks lack power that they normally have while he's underwater, he decides that he's going to keep fighting anyways. Then that happens until he is knocked into a rock wall by Karubi, which causes him to let out too much of the air that he's been holding inside of himself. So Sanji's desperately swimming up to the top of the water, trying to break through the surface to get air. You see his eyes pop out like, oh my god, I'm going to die. And Karubi cuts Sanji off as the cook tries to swim to the surface because he's just almost there. He sees the light breaking through, and there's a fish man there. And you see a quick shot of Usopp running away from Chu, the blonde-haired fish man. Chu. You cut back to Karubi lecturing Sanji, basically. It's really weird, but I guess he just wants to rub the salt in his wounds. And he's saying, basically, that Sanji's romantic ways have gotten himself killed. And that his love is worthless, because what's the point if it can't even keep Sanji alive to keep fighting and protecting the people that he cares about? True that. So Karubi tries to kill Sanji with quick pressure changes shooting up and down in the water, just trying to give Sanji like a really bad case of the bends, which 
if you listen to this and you don't know that term, it's it's a slang term for basically yeah. So the bends is basically like the pressure <laughs> from the ocean, kind of shooting your insides out. Karubi details it a little bit, but if you go up or down too fast, your body isn't prepared, which is why divers usually go slowly down in increments. So Karubi is preparing for another drop. And Sandy's quick thinking gives him the idea that, hey, he's a fish man. On land, he breathes through his lungs. In the water, through his gills. So if I breathe some of my air that's still left into his gills, he's going to, like, start to fucking choke, which Sandy tries that out, and it happens. So Karubi shoots up through the water, and he takes them both to the surface. Once on land, Sanji is able to regain a little bit of his power back, and you get that first shot of Oda face in these series of episodes because Sanji kicks the ever-loving shit out of Karubi and knocks him through a fucking building. With two of his lieutenants down, Arlong seems to be preparing to fight, personally, because he's just like, God damn it, I can't believe these humans beat our mighty, mighty fishmen. Genzo comes up from the water, and Nojiko tells him that they should switch places because Genzo is just, like, too drained from being on the bottom of the water trying to give Luffy CPR or, like, the basic, like, chest compressions to keep his heart breathing. Nojiko tells Genzo that the Straw Hats are actually doing pretty well against Arlong and his men, which is surprising everyone. And for the first time in many, many years, she thinks she might be feeling hopeful. Back with Usopp and Chu, Chu finally catches up to Usopp, who decides that he's going to do what he usually does, which is fake his death and be a coward. <laughs> Easy. Usopp is rubbing dirt all over himself as he starts to test out different excuses that he has for fighting, or for not fighting, rather. Just like, oh, you know, I, I gave it my best shot, but he is just too strong for me, and he knocked me down. And he's just, like, thinking of all these different things that he can say when he goes back. And he starts to think about all the struggles that his friends in the villagers have gone through. Like, Zoro fighting Mihawk and Nami having to go through all of this bullshit for eight years. And eventually his mind, his mind settles on an image of Kaya and the Usopp hearts, those little kids. And... He's finally just moved to action because if all of these people are fighting, I need a fight too. So Usopp jumps up, shouts at Chu, and he's like, oh, so you're still alive. All right. Well, not for long. And Chu beats the shit out of him pretty quickly. <laughs> but Usopp is my kind of guy, and he perseveres through the pain that is radiating throughout his body. And he buys himself a little bit more space with a series of tricks because Usopp has no shortage of tricks. Yeah, so he's doing stuff like hitting him with a hammer and throwing, like, his little trick shots out. Eventually, as Usopp's running behind a tree, Chu sucks up all the water from this small pond and is shooting out very powerful blasts of water that are taking out the entire forest around Usopp. Usopp's like, oh my god, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. I can't believe this is how it ends until he manages to beat Chu by 
throwing some sake on him, among some other tricks that he has. And as Chu thinks he's going to kill Usopp, Usopp says, You forgot that alcohol lights on fire. You can hit some with, uh, what is it, uh, Pepper Star, I believe? Is that what Usopp calls it? Yeah, something like that. Or does he call it a Flaming Star? Either way, whichever one of his little shots that like creates a spark, an explosion, that sets Chu on fire. Usopp finishes the job by, honestly, pretty fucking hilariously, just like hitting him with a hammer in the face and saying, Usopp Hammer. It's like, oh, he's still alive. Usopp Hammer. And he just keeps saying, Usopp Hammer, Usopp Hammer, and just keeps fucking hitting him on the head until Chu is finally defeated. Damn, what a time. Back at Arlong Park, Genzo and Nojiko keep working to revive Luffy, pushing like, come on, kid, you gotta wake up. You gotta get out of here. Arlong, meanwhile, in that however many minutes, and it's very, it's a very short amount of time, Arlong has managed to incapacitate Zoro and Sanji off screen, just using like water droplets to beat them. Arlong is talking about how weak humans are, and he says, I can beat you guys with just a few drops of water. You guys aren't anything to me. And that is when Nami arrives at Arlong Park vowing one thing that she will kill Arlong and that is the end of episode 40 yeah man she can come out there and cut him not like prison style but like like that (laughs) yeah that sound effect too all the fucking knife swinging and shit like that I hope the sound effect that I heard your mic make is the sound effect that gets kept in the recording because that'd be great It might be. Who knows? We do our own Foley here. We're some young, promising sound designers. If you want to hire us for your next blockbuster project, we'll do some hire shit. Hire us to run a blockbuster. And see what happens. Bruh. You can that. hire us to run the the blockbuster Airbnb in, was it Bend, Oregon? I believe it has finally closed the last blockbuster. Shame. This episode is pretty fun. Um, obviously, more progression through this long sequence of the conflict against the, uh, the crew of Arlongs. Uh, yeah, especially when Nami shows up at the end, it does the way they show that she has, like, let's say, conviction based on what she is saying. Is they do this thing where her eyes are kind of grayed out, so they almost look lifeless, but at the same time, also very serious. She looks up and is like, oh, you know, she's not fucking around. Like, she's like, she's here to, you know, lay it all down, even if she gets beat up in the process kind of thing. But, uh, yeah. Also, I, I think it's nice to see Usopp get some development because he's up to that point, you know, kind of carefree, but also definitely still in his very, I don't want to say cowardice, but cowardice moods. Whereas when Chu is walking away from Usopp, there are a lot of little flashbacks. I like him thinking of Luffy and everyone else kind of standing up for themselves and how they uh, you know, how they all took bigger stands or like, hey, I'm ready to, you know, die for my convictions versus Usopp is kind of not. But he has this like awakening moment where he's like, nah, I'm going to do it. And then he's like, I'm going to throw something together my way and boom, fried fish. Exactly. Some fried fish. But yeah, this uh, like... 
this is a good episode to see some other character development besides Luffy. Like Luffy's just kind of incapacitated with half his body in the water and half his body on like land, kind of. And so with that, it's just like you get to see like Zoro develop a little bit. You get to see Sanji develop uh, even more so, and Usopp as well, and his zany shit. And so it's just a lot of fun just seeing them just be pretty much slapstick characters and so i love that about them they're just like yeah kick their ass let's do it but yeah pretty straightforward episode you want to take it away at the second episode slosh yes sir okay so episode 41 as it is roughly translated is called luffy's best nami's courage and the straw hat so we pick up Right where we left off, because there's no reason not to. I mean, Nami shows up at the park with the rest of the villagers. And she's like, yeah, I'm here and you're going to be dead, Arlong. I'm here to kill you. At first, he just kind of laughs it off. And he's like, nah, Nami, come on. I know you've been trying to kill me for the last eight years. I, I know all your tricks and traps. And I, I get what you're doing. Mostly just implying, uh, even though we don't really see any like off-screen flashbacks at this point. But, I mean, apparently Nami has been trying to, you know, do him in very subdued, but not subdued enough that he hasn't noticed it. It's not really clear whether or not he's bluffing, but let's assume, let's assume he's not. He's like, yeah, and I know you tried to poison me and do anything else you could to get rid of me over time, but we're, we're still here. But yeah, he, kind of, he continues to try and pursue her in terms of her surveying and map making skills because, I mean, she's good, so he clearly sees that there is a value there, but at the same time, he's mostly just trying to keep it within his own means and wants to um, use her in the end, but at the same time, he keeps trying to extend the olive branch, as it were, and he's like, look, you either stay with these straw hats and fight, all the villagers are going to die, or you can bow to me, and then you definitely see this moment where, well, at least the way it's shot is kind of interesting, so it's like, there's a spider web, and then there's like a little butterfly that's flying around. And obviously like the butterfly looks like it's going to get trapped in the spider's web. And then it also flashes back and forth between Nami, who's having obviously her internal conflict of like shit. Like obviously she wants to save her village and save her people and stuff, but that would mean sacrificing herself to Arlong. But at the same time, then she flips flops around and says like, well, if I stand for myself and everything else, I'm like, well, I'll die, but at least I'll stand for myself. And then she also has her kind of flashback moment in the way that, Usopp sort of did and she just thinks about Luffy and his conviction and everyone else and she turns around and then she actually asks everyone she's like everyone I'm sorry but I hope you'll be willing to die with me and then they all actually raise their voices and back her up which is you know nicely reassuring as you know dire as the situation is that all these people are they're like no hey yeah that's the kind of support she needs so it's a nice bit of growth and reassurance for her especially because before even that the villagers that are still at the gate of Arlong Park had been mumbling to themselves, but like, that's not fair. You know, like, Arlong's going to take her either way and she's still being used, etc. It's like, they get what's going on. But as that's going on, Arlong is very much like, he's just like, Ugh, you lesser species, because that seems to be Arlong's kind of gimmick. I was only half joking when I mentioned eugenics. Arlong very constantly has the, let's say, belief and or conviction that fishmen are quite literally the superior species to quote-unquote humans in this world 
they are meant to rule the earth and are to dominate mankind. That's just his, that is his go-to. But as this is going on, Nojiko and then Genzo are still trying to get Luffy. And finally, out of nowhere, a giant water fountain appears kind of behind the park where Luffy's head is being held out of the water. Everyone's like, wait, what the fuck? You just hear like, like, you just see water coming out. And so Luffy's starting to wake up. And they're like, oh shit, okay. But unfortunately, his feet are still stuck in the giant stone underneath the water because Luffy is still kind of an idiot. So Zoro and Sanji are like, shit, well, at least he's awake. So how are we going to do this? So Sanji jumps back in, goes down, and Zoro's like, well, okay. And Arlong's like, nah, I'm going to go stop this too. But then Zoro is obviously in the way, as beat up as he is. Not only that, Usopp finally rolls back up to the battle and shoots an egg at Arlong, as he would. Everyone is like, oh shit, Usopp is back. But at the same time, because it's Usopp, there's a hole in the wall that's like a very safe hole in the wall for him to kind of just like peer his head in. Which is pretty great, because that's very much an Usopp thing. And there's a nice bit of comedic gag to it, but not so much to the point where it detracts from the seriousness of the situation. But either way, Arlong has a bit of a distraction. Not just from Zoro, but also now from Usopp. Anyway, Zoro starts to go at Arlong. And he takes a nice chop at his big razor nose, which so Arlong, for those of you who don't have a visual, you can just Google what Arlong looks like. But he has a big old nose that looks like a, uh, I don't want to say a fish hook. It looks like a, like a weird saw, I guess, because he is supposed to be a shark. Like a saw blade. Yeah, kind of, kind of a weird like old school saw blade. Because he's supposed to be like a, he's like a saw shark, that's why. Yeah. So, either way, he is generally supposed to be a shark, though. That is what Arlong is themed after, whereas other fishmen are kind of themed a little differently as we will meet others as the series goes along. I mean, we already have like Hachi and um, just other ones that we've met so far in this crew. But like, I forgot what Chu is supposed to be. I think he's a squid or he's just like a weirdo fish. Anyway, that's the point. Point is, Arlong is a shark. He's pretty gnarly, but he hits his nose with his sword, Zoro, and then boom, you know, he gets a nice counter. Just an emotional effect. He's just like, hmm, maybe if you were at full strength, Zoro, you would have gotten me. But, you know, you're obviously weak now. But then as this is happening, too, and he's kind of clashing with him, Hachad wakes back up. He's like, ah, Zoro, how dare you embarrass me? I'm going to go after Sanji and get him. So he dives into the water. So that's another problem. And as Hachad drops in the water, Arlong leans in to kind of give Zoro a stab with his nose. And then underwater, Sanji is swimming closer to Luffy, and Nojiko has switched swaps with Genzo because he needed to come up for air. But while this is happening, Sanji is finally swimming down, and he's like, hey, I need to break the rocks that are holding Luffy's legs down. So he motions her out of the way, but Nojiko is like, oh shit, Hachiro's closing in from behind you. And the show does a really nice cut where they pretty much show Hachiro closing in because obviously fishmen will swim faster than humans. And with this cut in, they show him about to attack. Sanji, and then it cuts back to Zoro and Arlong. And then Arlong clearly has the upper hand on Zoro. So it's just like, Zoro, you're already weak. I know I'm going to get you, but like, why are you even bandaged and fighting? What's the deal with this? And then at that point, he tears off Zoro's bandage after punching him in his scar area. When it's kind of because he's being an asshole at the same time. He's just like, what's with this dude? He's already weak. Like, why is he fighting me? But when he pulls off Zoro's bandage, he sees the giant scar from when Mihawk 
cut him in the previous arc in the middle of the Dawn Krieg conflict. So, I mean, that's obviously still healing for Zoro, but then Arlong's just like, wait, what the fuck? Like, this guy's been fighting this entire time and, like, knocking out some of my guys, and he's got this, like, massive scar, which is, like, if even Arlong is kind of shocked by the scar, you can tell that it's, like, that's just still how strong, like, Mihawk is, that it's something that someone else strong is also going to acknowledge. Like, this crazy-ass wound, how does this person still standing? And he's like, you know what? I don't have time for this. I need to take this guy out, because if he heals, then that's also going to be a problem. Zoro makes kind of a remark in which he says, oh, you know, if you stand still, nothing's going to happen to your wounds, and if you be careful, if you be careful with them, they won't open up. And Arlong's like, well, yeah, no shit. That's why I have you standing here. You're not going to do anything, right? He's like, he kind of cracks a smile, Zoro does. And he says, no, it's not me that I'm talking about. It's your octopus friend that's diving in the water. And Arlong's like, wait, what the fuck? And then because earlier, even though Hachan woke back up, turns out that his wounds from Zoro's little clash with him are still very much there. And those have not been bandaged up. And the fact that earlier we saw that not only is diving under pressure just tough for, well, humans, but for someone with injuries... That's going to be a big problem. So as Hachan was about to go in and grab Neljiko, he instead has a bunch of, unfor- well, fortunate or unfortunate, but very timely, let's just say, sporadic bleeding episodes in which his wounds from Zoro are definitely not at all close to closing up or being healed. So he uh, just kind of profusely starts bleeding underwater and kind of just not passes out, but he doesn't make it all the way to attack Nojiko because I mean, he's not as ready to fight again as he thought maybe he was. So he sinks down, and that's kind of just a lucky break. Finally, Sanji, with the ability to kick underwater a little bit and still he's breaks some rock, breaks the rocks that are holding down Luffy's legs from where he nailed them in up on the surface near Arlong Park, near the their little surface floor area. And then boom, Luffy is finally coming back up under the water. He's in the fight, and everyone's like, yeah, it's time. So he gets back up, and then as he finally bursts out of the water and flings himself way up, he's like, I'm free, like, it's time. And he sees Zoro in the hands of Arlong, and he does, uh, he stretches his arms and reaches onto Zoro's back, and Zoro's like, oh, no, what the fuck are you doing? And Luffy's like, eh, like, I'm going to do this now. And Zoro's like, you better not. And then instead, Luffy then is like, it's time for you to swap spots with me. And he, one, yanks Zoro away from Arlong and kind of just throws him out. It's a little more comedic than it ends up being as far as where Zoro ends up, which he just lands in the ocean, like, right outside the gate of the park. And then he gets to kind of chill there later. But in swapping spots, he rolls down and then he just starts to wail on Arlong once he lands back on land and makes Arlong actually crash through one of the walls. He hasn't actually done much yet, but the fact that he's up and ready to fight it is at least a good sign, and all the villagers are getting rowdy. They're like, yeah, Luffy's back in the fight. Let's go. So, punches him through the wall, but then Arlong gets up, and then it's like, is that all you got? And Luffy's like, oh, of course not. I'm just warming up. He's like, oh, shit. Um, and then Arlong starts to say, like, I haven't met anyone that was like you before. You know, like, you're obviously a different kind of human, but you still have no chance against me. And he's also very upset that, you know, as much as Arlong is kind of ruthless and doesn't really care, he does seem to care whenever he's like, you because he keeps starting in the same way that he mentions 
fishmen as being the superior species and superior race in this world. Uh, he is also very much sold on the fact that it's like when everyone has been fighting, they'd be like, how are you like, how dare you come here and attack my brothers, my other fishermen? So there's there's still a sense of camaraderie, it seems, between him and them. So him and Luffy start to fight. And he punches Luffy towards one of the stone pillars that's you know, holding up Arlon Park. And then he takes a big bite out of Luffy's head, except Luffy's head dodges. And he ends up biting the pillar. And everyone is like, ah, that's not a big deal. He's just going to break his teeth on there. But instead, the stone pillar just blows up in front of them instead. So just showing how strong Arlong is. Luffy just keeps trying to get away from him using his big iron jaw to kind of bite everything. And he starts spouting off more talk about how fishmen are superior to humans. But Luffy's also like, I'm not going to lose to you because I'm going to be the Pirate King. And that is where episode 41 ends as this fight between Arlong and Luffy is opening up. What did y'all think? So one thing that really hit me was when Arlong was talking about was it Zoro and he was like, yeah, man, this guy's like a different breed. He's like a quote unquote demon. And so it was like, I don't know if that plays some on down the road, who's to say, but I just thought it was like a really kind of neat point in my opinion. I was like, oh shit, I remember this, but it's kind of nice to, to see that again and, and, and just realize it, I guess, as well. And uh, <laughs> the entire instance that Arlong's doing and stuff like that, and you see Johnny and Yosaku back there and they're just making odin faces so odin faces are like just really exaggerated and just comical almost to a point i don't know i guess i feel like if i had to put a sound it'd be like like that kind of sound like just picture that with a face you know what i mean i will send a link to our wonderful social media manager but there is a fantastic compilation of many oda faces all slapped into each other we'll get to that later but yes but yeah for me it's just like okay it's uh it's pretty i love their faces they're just funny as hell i love the action in it can't really say much else for the action part it's getting good makes me want to keep watching still even though i already know what's gonna come next it's like oh man i want to keep watching and and see what happens so hopefully it happens for our listeners as well yeah that moment when zoro is struggling to stand back up to face Arlong after he and Sanji see the giant spout of water. He just looks at Sanji, he's like, okay, I see what's happening. I can buy you 30 seconds, and that's... I guess it's kind of very... It shows the confidence that Zoro has in himself, even with what little energy he has left. And I think that's pretty indicative of his character and indicative of his strength of will to keep fighting this literally inhuman enemy but you know just this seemingly insurmountable foe the episode does just have a lot of action compared to actually compared to the previous episode not as much as the next episode i'd argue yeah for sure it's uh it's getting action-packed so you know what that means means it's time for the next episode Hold up. What? What's up? Hey. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> you have to wait longer for it. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Anyways, 
here we are, episode 42, which, if you're a big fan of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, yeah, you already know. Oh. Explosion. Fishman, our lungs. Fierce assault from the sea. So here we are. Arlong's like doing his laugh like that, 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 No human is ever a match for a fisherman. And Sanji's like, hey, you got a point, I guess. Should be careful, Luffy. Well, in doing so, Luffy's also listening to Arlong and takes some of the rock next to it. And this man literally crushes a rock like it's nothing, like it's styrofoam or whatever. He's like, you know... Your strength ain't even that great, mate. I've got these huge guns, and I'm a club you. And so, basically, that's what's happening. So, Luffy and, and Johnny and Yosaku are like, Yeah. Biting rocks is pretty fucking stupid. And you know what? All alone. You're pretty stupid too for buying rocks. Completely just missing the point that like Arlong's actually pretty freaking powerful, so you know, it is what it is, I guess. It's Luffy. Uh anyways, Luffy's like he sees some swords nearby, he's like, Oh, I got a plan. And he picks up these swords and he starts flaming around and, and he's fucking swinging them. Like Just haphazardly, like completely haphazardly. Like this man, you remember when kids are small and you're like, "Be careful, you're putting an eye out." Well, this man should have put out a few eyes because he was just that hazardous. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, eventually, Harlan kind of just catches him with his teeth and just crushes the the blades. Like, <laughs> it kind of reminded me of was that there's a, a scene in One Punch Man where Saitama goes out and he, like, I don't remember who he's facing, one of the earlier villains in the series, but he, like, goes out and he bites one of the swords and it completely breaks. That's kind of like this, except One Punch Man came way later than this episode, so it is what it is. Luffy's like swinging his other sword like, oh, I'm going to get you. And he literally just bit through both of them. Chomp, chomp. Damn, that sucks. And so they're kind of sparring a little bit, doing their little fight and stuff like that. Luffy winds up, hits Arlong right in the cheek, right in the kisser. Got him. Direct contact. Sunk his battleship, as some would say. I don't know who would say that, but yeah. Anyways. He sunk his battleship. Yeah, exactly. Sunk his battleship. Yeah, they sunk his battleship. That's what they did. Arlon kind of just falls back and gets this really nice picture of his teeth just completely shattering. And everyone's like, <gasps> you smashed his teeth. How could you do that? That's amazing. Yeah. Applause. Cheering everywhere. And they're all cheering for Luffy. Yeah. I'm alright. I don't got a lot of skill like so like swords or sailing or cooking. 
line. But you know what? I wouldn't be here without my crew. It's really like all tough and stuff like that. I forget if we flashback or whatever. But anyways, Arlong asks, he's like, why do they tolerate him? And Luffy's just like, yeah, they got my back. Hey, you know what? I'm going to have your ass while I kick it. Arlong's like, ha, 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 ha. Pulls out his teeth. You see this motherfucker just grow some more teeth. And it's like, bruh, what the hell? This man got a new set of teeth. Like some people got the new PS5 right now. It's almost like he is a shark man. Fuck. Yeah. Who has a PS5? Tell me. Tell me, goddammit. I don't have one. A lot of people. Not me. <laughs> I don't have one. There's a hell of a lot of people to do. You know what? Arlong's got a new pair of pearly whites. The 2021 Sharkman model. Brand new on the line. Slaps the roof of his mouth and says, This puppy can go 0 to 60 in 2.5 seconds. Well, no, he doesn't actually say that, but... Yeah, you get the meme. He's, he's not a car salesman. Haha. Uh, joke. It's where you laugh. Insert laugh, right? <laughs> I wrote this. <laughs> Anyways, Arlong's like, God, you think I'm done yet? And he pulls out his teeth again. And another set grows back. And he pulls them out again. And another set grows back. This guy has two sets of teeth in his mouth. Like, uh, What's that wind-up toy that looks like a, a pair of teeth or jaw or whatever? Like the one that goes... I think it's just a wind-up jaw, or like wind-up teeth. Chattering yeah, teeth. Yeah, wind-up chattering teeth. That's literally what they look like. It's like, this motherfucker, what is he going to do? Eat me? <laughs> they gasp in fear. I think Johnny and Yosaku do their uh, Oda face. Yo, what the hell's happening here? Next thing you know... Arlong is like going in for the kill. He's trying to chew on Luffy and trying to bite him and, and gnaw on him with his basically his dentures at that point because that's basically what they are. I always thought it was like when you get like fake vampire teeth out of a like kid's yeah. vending machine when you're little. They could be dentures. Sharks are literally among the oldest animals in the fucking planet. Yeah. I it, It's kind of like that hybrid like where it is like vampire teeth just because they're like so sharp and and they're in his hands. But they're also like his own teeth, which makes it kind of like dentures. So it's like vampire dentures. That's what I'm going to call them. They're vampire dentures. But anyways, he's not on Luffy. He's going in. He's going in for the kill. He's trying to get him. For some reason, this cloud of dust just pops up and it's like, okay. Cloud of dust. Lit. And so... He's like, ah, I got you now. You're probably dead by now. Ah, 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 ah. And all the dust clears. And they find out it's one of his henchmen. Like, it's actually an injured fisherman. He's like, brother, I didn't mean to do this to you. And he's like, oh, shit. Arlong's like, how could you do this? And Luffy's like, well, you know what? You were the one to start attacking me. So... I pull him up, and you're waiting for the kill. Luffy winds up again, and knocks another set of teeth right out of Arlong's mouth. Arlong's like, ha 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 ha. That's useless. You also see Luffy 
with another set of teeth. And it's kind of this ominous point where it's like, oh man, what's Luffy going to do? He's, he's got some powerful teeth now. And the whole crowd's like looking in. They're like, is he going to save the day? You see Luffy with the said teeth in his own mouth. He's like, ah, look at this. Johnny and Osaka are like, uh, is that sanitary? <laughs> yeah, is that sanitary? Here we are. Luffy has a set of shark teeth in his mouth. So Arlong starts chomping and chewing away. Eventually, he gets a couple of hits on Luffy with his hands, hand teeth. And uh, Luffy bites into Arlong's shoulder. Arlong's like, ah, he's, he's kind of pained by it. But he's like, you know what? Since you're a human, you need fishman strength to get real, the real use of his teeth. And he literally bites right into Luffy's arm. And you just like hear the crunch and the blood and all that. And it's like, it's pretty gruesome, not gonna lie. Luffy picks up Arlong with his teeth still in his arm, with the Arlong's teeth still in his arm, and slams him down to the ground to get him to release his arm. But Luffy's like, Where'd Arlong go? And then you hear Nami in the distance, and she kind of shouts, She's like, He jumped in the water! Oh shit. Because. Since Arlong is a fish man, fish are, how should I say this? Since fish are in water, that means they're decent in water, like for fighting and stuff like that. So fishmen are amazing in water and on land, in theory. So here we are. Uh, we see Arlong kind of swimming around and apparently in being in the water, Arlong just starts to kind of just rejuvenate. You see a splash out of the water, and it's Luffy with a jet of water. Before, eventually, you see Luffy kind of, not Luffy, you see Arlong shoot right out of the water, nose first, hitting Luffy with the uh, shark on darts or the shark darts. So, it's a pretty gnarly time. His man's getting sawed by a Shark nose saw or whatever. Saw nose shark. We uh now see that Arlong's nose is also capable of destroying the ground. But Luffy devises a way to counteract that. And you know what this man does? This man takes his fingers and stretches them out. Stretches them, stretches them, stretches them. Also, you know what they say about people with long noses and long fingers. No, what are they? Long fingernails and large nostrils. Do they say that? No, but like... Depends huh. on where you are. Yeah. De depends entirely where you are. Anyways, this man stretches out his fingers to block up Arlong from diving into him. And just to catch basically Arlong in, in the process, Luffy launches Arlong into the ground for a second. It appears Luffy's done it. He smashed him into the ground. But... Here we are, Arlong has risen from the ground with this furious, intense look in his eye. I guess a good way to say is if you've ever been playing video games for eight or nine hours straight and you don't blink the entire time, and your eye gets like all red and and you see like lines and veins and arteries or whatever in your eye, kind of like that. Yeah, that's what his eyes look like. It's pretty gnarly, not going to lie. Sanji looks at it, he's like, whoa, this is pretty bad, not gonna lie. This looks like 
the look of a the sea king has in his eye when he's about to go berserk just start wailing on things arlong grabs up luffy i assume by the hand and starts flinging around in circles and it's just like boo 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 kind luffy kind of looks like a lasso at that point you know stretched out whenever as luffy's being swung around he's like yo this doesn't hurt but like he arlong's getting angry and more powerful and this doesn't look good he kind of just throws luffy off i think he throws him into the wall or something like that and here comes arlong literally busts his fist through the wall and reaches and grabs his signature weapon which is the kiribachi or a saw blade everyone looks at the sword and they're like oh my god that's a large sword they're not quite like ooh and ah, not quite the moment for it, but they're like, wow, what a large sword you have, mister. Arlong starts swinging around, trying to hit Luffy, and Luffy's dodging it left and right, left and right, left and right, down the center, left and right, left and right, until uh, basically he gets hit, and his attack sends him flying into a room on the top floor. Inside is basically just Luffy and Arlong. Luffy's like, ah, uh, I just got hit really hard. He's looking around, he sees all these papers. And Luffy's like, what are these? And Arlong's like, ah, 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 ah. Don't you know? This is Nami's room. This is where we locked that little girl up for eight years and had her draw and map out all these islands i need a really good cartographer to draw these maps in order to go out and loot places and be a pirate but you know what nami belongs to me you know what you're wrong you know why because she's my navigator now we cut to to be continued and that is the end of episode 42, Explosion, Fishman Arlong's Fierce Assault from the Sea. What y'all think? Like he's cheating, he should fight on land. It's a penalty. Yeah, what a loser. For episode. I mean, the going in the ocean stuff is like, it's obviously convenient because they're literally right next to their little like hangout pool. But at the same time, I think it's kind of cool to also see Luffy do a bunch of weird shit. Like, he doesn't always stretch his fingers like that. It's really creepy. It's really weird. But he does it effectively. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, I guess it's kind of interesting to see Nami have like this. I don't want to say like false nostalgia, but like a negative, but also positive nostalgia about the map room. Because it's like, well, this is where I toiled away for the past eight years in my like weirdly kind of not shitty but still shitty life but at the same time like that's my home what are you guys doing up there and that's kind of cool to see luffy just continue to take a stand for her and like reaffirm her trust good stuff more action fight 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 tons of action how about you yeah not the end arlong is going around the room saying fishmen are superior it's amazingly easy for us to collect all this data on the seas, currents, and st- things like that. But we're not always the best at 
using that data to make maps and charts and things like that, which is why they decided to kidnap a little human girl. So whether he knows it or not, Arlong is saying, yeah, there's some humans that are better than us, which is a little thing that I particularly <clears throat> particularly enjoyed. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to go. It's kind of a neat episode. I also like that I finally learned the name of that giant fucking sea eel dragon looking thing, the Sea King. I mean, it is a Sea King, but it's not the Sea King, just to clarify. But we'll get into that later. Don't worry. The answers do come around, though. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode of The Reluctant Cruise. Steve, you got anything to plug? Twitter. That's a good source for me. The handle is at Steve Horniak. So give me a look up. It's lit. I'm doing my own thing and stuff like that. Tweeting weird shit like how I like gummy worms more than gummy bears. Shit like that. Um, also, just give another um, mention to keep aware of what's happening over in the Middle East, specifically over in Armenia and Artsakh. Should be wary of that. Pray for them. Recognize Artsakh. Fight the good fight. Okay, what about you, Slash? If you would like to see me on the internet, Twitter's a great place for that. Uh, sometimes serious, sometimes not. You can find me at Roblink, R-A-W-B-L-I-N-K. And same thing for Twitch. If you want to see me stream a bunch of weird old video games that I'm just kind of tossing a coin and picking off the shelf at this point. Because I'm also studying for the GRE right on Sundays, I stream. So, that is also twitch.tv slash robling. I don't know if I have any causes to plug, but as the political tides may be slightly changing in the U.S. of A., if that is where you live, please adhere to any mandates and restrictions that may sooner than later be enforced wherever you live. Wear a mask. Be safe and be smart if you do choose to go out. Hopefully it is for mostly necessary things, and uh, hopefully we can get this whole COVID thing behind us. The GRE. GRE. The G. We're not there yet, but that is definitely the G. You'll find out, Cabra. Oh, God. I don't know what the fuck's happening. You'll find out. No mm, cab. Okay. I guess I'll find out. And you can find out where to find me if you go on most social media places with my handle at El Tubacabra. That's E-L-T-U-B-A-C-A-B-R-A. You can find the show on Twitter with the handle at Reluctant Cruise. You can email us at ReluctantCruise at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at Reluctant Cruise Podcast. If you happen to be using Apple Podcasts, which is how most people listen to podcasts, be sure to give us a rate and review. It really helps to boost numbers, you know, algorithms, stuff like that. Just, you know, share with your friends, say, hey. Tell me how my voice is. Ooh. You can tell, you can tell Steve how his voice is. It's probably shitty, but you know what? Criticism is always a good thing. We make do. We do. You can improve from most criticism. Most don't be like shitty for no reason. But yeah. Yeah. So have fun on the, that cruise, everyone. 
the UCLA collapse. It's when you like you drive off the side of the road and you're near the ocean, and then like if your car sinks too fast, you're like, oh, I got the bends because like your your bends fell in the ocean. There you go. Why did it cut out? Oh god. You know, speaking of shitty for no reason, have fun on that cruise. Don't get stuck out at sea. I'll let this hang a little bit because I can see the confused looks on my co-host's face. Uh, oftentimes, when a cruise ship breaks down at sea, they're literally just overflowing with shit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's also overflowing Maybe with shit. Maybe I'll put shit. this in the... Please don't answer that question. Unattended honey buckets in Arizona. Or New Mexico. I don't know what the fuck that means. You know honey buckets that don't I like get dumped? I take back what I said. I take back what I said. We'll probably put this in the bloopers. Uh... <laughs> Arizona?